are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast, Thursday edition, getting ready to preview Patriots versus Bills and all things around the league in week four. The season is already almost a quarter over. I am Alex Shane here with Rich Hill. Rich Hill, never thought I'd hear myself say this, but the undefeated Patriots are getting ready to take on the undefeated Bills in late September in a matchup to see who will determine who's first in the AFC East. Usually by this time of year, the East is completely locked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the the bills are breathing down their neck. They are tied three and Oh, three and Oh undefeated winner takes the AFC East for at least one week. Alec, this is exciting. (laughs) We finally have football that matters after the Patriots have just absolutely shellacked three of the worst teams in football with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Miami Dolphins, and New York Jets combined. Oh, and nine. Alec, it's great to have real football. I'm excited to break down week four with you. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about the Bills, whether the Bills are pretenders or contenders based on their competition so far this season. But as always, buddy, before we get into that, let's look around the league and see some of the games that are exciting you or exciting me this week. It's been kind of a lackluster couple of weeks in the NFL. I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. I feel like the primetime games are lackluster. There's maybe one good matchup every week that people are talking about. But uh, any game in particular this week in week four you're excited about watching? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to watch the Detroit Lions uh, take on the the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a battle of two other undefeated teams. The Lions are hosting. They're 2-0-1. They look much better than their questionable performance in the season opener against the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are just just incredible they're 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 an incredible team they have the best offense uh in the nfl and i am just very curious to see what matt patricia has cooked up for the the detroit lions defense because uh it's important it is important for the patriots to see how the lions scheme against this chiefs team because that is exactly how the patriots defeated the los angeles rams in the last super bowl is that they watched how matt patricia drew up a scheme against the against the rams in the regular season the lions were clearly an inferior team from a talent standpoint but they were able to hold their own due to improved uh like just schematics and i would expect the patriots to hope that matt patricia will do the exact same thing against this kansas city chiefs offense drop some plays that will you know show maybe some sort of a weakness and honestly ever since the the lions game against the rams last year the rams offense has not looked the same because other teams know what they're supposed to do so i'm really hoping that the that matt patricia will help out the patriots just one more time and show them how to stop the chiefs offense and so patrick mahomes can't score 40 points in the second half Rich, am I a bad person in that I'm starting to have the opinion that Miami Dolphins football is must-see TV? <laughs> I am really excited for Chargers-Dolphins this week. I don't know. I, I'm just like, can they lose by 30 every week? The Chargers aren't that good this year. 
I, I don't know. Like they're just, they're just like they're like a lava lamp. I just have to stare at it. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me being a jerk. But I'm psyched for Chargers Dolphins. I don't tell you. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I, the, the Dolphins can lose in so many fun and imaginative ways. So good for them. I think that's really exciting. They are in a great position because they are jockeying for the first overall pick, and they also have the first round pick from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are also 0 three. And Alec, on a scale of one to not at all, how excited are you to watch the? three Pittsburgh Steelers led by backup quarterback Mason Rudolph take on the zero and three Cincinnati Bengals on some Monday Night Football. I mean, if it's anything close to the primetime games we've gotten already, I mean, there was already that barn burner that was the Bears Redskins. What game was that? That game was like fifty to nothing in the, in the third quarter. It's been a really, really crappy showing for the national primetime games. I don't expect anything different this time. Uh, I will watch Jason Rudolph. I haven't seen him throw a pass yet, so that's something, I suppose. Um, but yeah, these, these primetime games leave much to be desired. Luckily for us, though, Rich Hill, we've got a real big matchup coming up on Sunday. Patriots versus Bills. Uh, this reminds me of maybe it wasn't last year, but there was a, the Tyrod Taylor era when the Bills were two and zero, and it was their Super Bowl. It was maybe it was week two. It was week two or week three, and the Patriots came to Buffalo and beat them forty to thirty two. And it was like 34 to 14 at one point. The Bills came rumbling back, and the the Patriots were able to to hold on to win. Really took the wind out of their sails. I'm getting a similar vibe from Buffalo this season in that they think that they are going to usurp the Patriots. They think they are have a a good defense and a manageable enough offense to to score enough points. However, I'm still not 100% convinced because neither of these teams, Patriots nor Bills, really played anybody yet. Oh, it's so true. If everyone talks about how easy the New England Patriots schedule has been, the Bills schedule is just as easy, right? I mean, they've both played the Jets. The Bengals are winless, and the Giants are 1-2, and two, and they got the good fortune of playing the just hapless Eli Manning-led Giants before Daniel Jones decided to be the greatest quarterback in the NFL. So the Buffalo Bills have played three of the worst versions of whatever teams are trotted out, and they haven't won in convincing fashion. You know, if we're talking about how teams should look, a 19-point differential is not always indicative of a 3-0 team at this point. You know, the point differential is saying that they've won on average a little over six points. The numbers would suggest that they should probably be about 2-1 at this point. You know, maybe they should have uh, not mounted that comeback against the Jets or against the Bengals. So they had to come from behind to win both of those. This team has a very talented defense. I think the Bills have a top five defense in the NFL. Uh, I think they have a lot of talent there, but their offense does not complement it in a great way. Alec, which side of the ball do you want to talk about and so we can look at our X factors for the day? Yeah, let's start talking about the Patriots offense versus the Bills defense. That's probably the more intriguing matchup because the Patriots offense is very, very good. The Bills defense is very, very good versus the Patriots defense, which is very, very good. And the Bills offense, which is mediocre, perhaps. Um, the Patriots are having trouble running the ball. Sony Michelle, we talked about in the last podcast, isn't quite living up to his rookie campaign. I don't really see the Patriots wanting to run the ball a lot against the Bills this Sunday. Do you see a situation where it's a lot of the kind of quick out, short passes, a lot of Edelman if he's healthy, a lot of James White, or where they go long, they attack the, the long game, the safeties? If you're Josh McDaniels, how are you dialing up the offensive game plan against the Buffalo Bills? 
That's a really good question. So this this is a Bills defense that is very, very talented in the secondary. They don't have a lot of rotations happening on that back end of their defense just because they've had the good fortune of being healthy. Jordan Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde are a very good safety duo. They've played 100% of the snaps. Levi Wallace and Tredavious White, very young cornerback duo. They play a lot of press. Uh, they have also played 100% of the snaps. And then you have their two very, very, very athletic linebackers in Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds. They're a little bit on the smaller side, but they are tremendous athletes. They have played 100% of the snaps. So when it comes to the cohesion that the Bills have on their backside, they have it. They, they have a really good, solid, young core down there. I am also very curious to see how the Patriots will try to approach this Bills defense. Uh, I would have typically said that based off of how the, the Bills play their defense, they play a lot of zone under head coach Sean McDermott. Uh, this is also just going to be a game where I would have expected Julian Edelman to have a, a big showing, but it remains to be seen with his ribs how much of an impact he will have on the game. So... I'm expecting a lot of James White out of the backfield try to challenge these Bills linebackers on their sideline and coverage ability. So James White, Rex Burkhead, they should be the engine of the New England offense. So you don't see Sony Michelle being a big factor in this game then, huh? I really don't, especially because the Bills have such a good defensive front. They have a lot of talent there uh, against a pretty weak New England uh, offensive line at this point, just being honest right there. Uh, I mean, Ed Oliver is a very, very talented and young defensive tackle. He is extraordinarily disruptive. Starlo Tulele is also very good on that interior. He's a big body. Uh, then you have some really strong rotations on the edge with Jerry Hughes, Lorenzo Alexander. They do some really nice work on the edge, as well as Trent Murphy, who they recently added. He does a lot. He's kind of in their starting lineup. So they have a solid front, but more so, I, I would say that their secondary is better than their front, but New England is weaker in the run game, specifically because they've been dealing with so many injuries. With no James Devlin, with Marshall Newhouse at left tackle, Ted Karras at center, I don't see the Patriots being able to establish the run as well as if they still had Devlin, if they had David Andrews, if they had Isaiah Wynn. It, it's a different calculus. No, I agree with that. And again, the Patriots have always been a very game plan specific offense, and they're not going to run at your strength. They're not going to pass at your strength. And the strength really is that 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 front that front uh, defensive front for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, even though they had a pretty big blow this past, I think Harrison Phillips is now on IR, which which is too bad to see. Um, I think it was Harrison Phillips that went on IR, um, but it, it's it's kind of rough. But they're still not a, a team you want to you want to run against. Uh, and I think James White's a great guy to to kind of get back in there, playing for his kidnap. Congrats to him again. Uh, however, I think the Bills are going to give the Patriots receivers all they can handle. This week, uh, which is actually I'm going to go with uh, Jacoby Myers as my X factor. I think he's the the kind of wild card in that if they want to cover Josh Gordon, double him over the top of the safety. They want to let a banged up Edelman, maybe a cornerback with, with linebacker bumping him. Philip Dorsett is a serviceable receiver, as we all know. But I think that's going to be kind of the fourth option that Brady loves to throw to the open guy. One thing I love about Antonio Brown being gone is there's absolutely no chance 
of the Patriots not throwing to the open guy anymore. They're not going to appease anybody. They're not going to worry about who's going to say what, who's going to think about what. So I think Jacoby Myers has had a decent showing the past couple of weeks. I think he's going to be a guy that has a big game, breakout game on Sunday against Buffalo. Ooh, I like that. Maybe he'll get his first touchdown catch of his NFL career. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And honestly, looking at how the Patriots have approached the Bills in recent years, three of the last four games, so going 2017 to 2018, New England has not really challenged them through the air. You know, maybe Brady's been throwing a bunch, but they take a lot of what's underneath. They had 244 passing yards and then 218 passing yards. So not a lot in 2017. And then 311, but no touchdowns, and 117 last year. And so what did they do? They were running the ball. They had 191 yards and two touchdowns, 193 yards, two touchdowns, 76 yards and one touchdown, and then 273 yards and two touchdowns. Sony Michelle was that engine. What I think is that the Bills will have been watching that tape. They will say, okay, this is how they've had success against us in the past. This is how they're going to strategize. And I expect him to be like, well, duh, you guys are going to study that. We're going to go differently. <laughs> My X factor is going to be Rex Burkhead. Burkhead has been the hot hand. He's led the Patriots offense in yards from scrimmage, 222. He has been the leading rusher. He's been a very strong receiver out there. He has done exceptional work for that Patriots offense. I expect New England to play a lot of those two running back sets that they flashed in the first couple of weeks, and they will really stress Milano and Edmonds to the edge because maybe they'll be able to cover one of them. They're not going to be able to cover both of them for the entire game. They're going to be needed to chip to help the, the tackles. They're going to leak out into the open field. Josh Gordon, maybe Julian Adelman. This is going to be a game where the Patriots try to get rid of the ball very, very quickly. Make sure that Jerry Hughes, Lorenzo Alexander, Ed Oliver, they don't get home. That's going to go to the running backs. Rex Burkhead's my guy. I'm going to book him right now for over 100 yards and maybe a pair of scores. Nice. I'll take that all day. The good news is a pair of scores might be enough to beat the Buffalo Bills because, as we've mentioned several times, despite the fact that there was a 14-point spread, uh, 14 points put on the game last week against the Jets, this defense has yet to give up a single touchdown in 2019. And the Buffalo Bills have been... Not lucky offensively. I don't want to give uh, take away some credit, but they've had to pull out some points, some last-minute victories, some come-from-behind things, and I think that this Patriots defense is significantly better than this Patriots offense. So is it just kind of keep doing what you're doing, Rich, against the Bills, or is there a unique skill set that the Bills offer that will add a new wrinkle the Patriots haven't seen before, like a mobile quarterback in Josh Allen? Uh, Frank Gore, I think, is still running the ball, which is good (laughs) good for him. Uh, God bless him. Um, Is the mobility of Josh Allen, is his ability to running quarterback going to throw a wrinkle into this defense, or is it kind of business as usual for them? I mean, I, I think it will definitely be business as usual because they're going to just do what they do every single week, which is do the matchup game. And so they always try to take away the opposing strength because they have that versatility to match up against whoever the heck they want to. And New England is able to match up against anyone because they have such a diverse skill set over their entire defense. So, yeah, Josh Allen might be one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league, definitely in the top three. But can he outrun Jamie Collins? Will he be able to sustain it if Jamie Collins is tailing him the entire game? I don't think so. So if I'm the Patriots, I say, Jamie Collins, your job is to make Josh Allen's life a nightmare for that entire game. Just tail him the entire time. That way he won't be able to escape, keep him in the pocket, force him to throw, 
because I would much rather the Bills try to win the game through the air than on the ground because they are definitely not as good uh, through the air. They won't be able to control the game that way because uh, outside of John Brown, they don't really have too much at wide receiver. So John Brown is a, a smaller guy, speedster, has 18 catches, 246 yards, and one score. I think that he is the guy that the Patriots have to watch out for because he's the home run threat. If he is able to break free and get that big score, you know, uh, where New England's not able to force the Bills to, to lead long extended drives, that's how the Bills stay in this. That's how they hang around and win this. So, Alec, if you're looking at the Bills' offensive skill players, so John Brown, Frank Gore, Cole Beasley, tight end Dawson Knox, how are you covering them with the Patriots' defenders? Yeah, so I think the the offensive X factor for the Bills is going to be Cole Beasley. I really like Cole Beasley. I believe the Patriots pursued him in the offseason. They didn't go too hard after him, but he was a guy they wanted to try and get on their roster. I think he would have fit in very well in the New England system. Uh, so I think the offense is going to run through Cole Beasley, especially if Jamie Collins is in the backfield making the, the life very difficult for Josh Allen. Uh, I would probably put... Uh, Jonathan Jones on Cole Beasley, maybe bump him, maybe maybe even double him with Patrick Chung if necessary. Uh, now that LaShawn McCoy is no longer the big receiving threat out of the backfield, I don't think Frank Gore is really much of a receiving threat as a running back, so I'm not really worried about Frank Gore getting a lot of receiving reps. Maybe Pat Chung with Jonathan Jones on Cole Beasley, and then put Gilmore on, on your, your boy, uh, on John Brown. I think he'll shut him out completely. Andre Roberts is a experienced veteran, but he's not a guy I think you can you can take him out with a J.C. Jackson if you need to, or a or Jason McCourty, uh, no problem with that one either. So uh, I think there's a, a really good matchup uh, with there, and then you just kind of you need to make sure you get somebody who's who's on the robber spiral. And I don't really imagine the Buffalo Bills are going to have the time to beat you with their third option, right? So if their if their best weapon is is John Brown, he'll be taken out. Frank Gore won't be able to get the ball running because they're so far up front. Uh, Cole Beasley's double covered. That leaves who? Robert Foster and Zay Jones. Uh, I'll take that bet. Uh, I'll allow the Bills <laughs> to m move the ball down the field with Zay Jones and Robert Foster. Um, if they can engineer 13, 14, 15 play drives to end in touchdowns, they deserve to win. And I'll tip my cap to them. No problem. If they're going to do it, they're not going to do it with their conditional weapons. Oh, totally. I agree with that. I mean, that's like a very good way to approach that because if New England's secondary is able to do a great job, force Josh Allen to go through his looks, he's going to take off. He's going to try and gain yards with his feet, and that is where Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower, that's where these players come in uh, and, and just make sure that he doesn't escape out, and that will allow the, the defense linemen to get home. You know, maybe John Simon can keep up the sack party, Chase Winovich, this Patriots defensive front has been racking up the sacks. I don't see that changing too much. Uh, even though Josh Allen's only been sacked five times, I would expect him to try to focus on keeping him in the backfield, make him make those tough decisions, make him to run through his reads. But if I were to go through it, I would say, yeah, Stephon Gilmore against John Brown. Uh, I could see putting Jonathan Jones on him. Uh, and I wouldn't argue against that just because Brown has that speed. Could be that Kenny Stills type of player that the Patriots always dedicate Jonathan Jones and a safety to cover. But then you have Cole Beasley in the slot. I wouldn't necessarily put Gilmore on him. Uh, so that would either be a Jones or a Jason McCourty thing. And so is it worth it putting Stephon Gilmore on Zay Jones? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. really worth it. So 
Gilmore on Brown, maybe put a safety over the top just because play the cover two so there's not a lot of space down the down the field. Uh, and then just dedicate making sure that Frank Gore and, and if Devin Singletary plays, make sure that they don't leak out of the backfield as a receiver. And just really play that bare front five men on the line of scrimmage, control the line of scrimmage, use those linebackers to really just zip in there, make Josh Allen have to dance a little bit. But ultimately, Jamie Collins is my defensive X factor. He's been just an amazing, amazing player this year in his return for the Patriots. He's making himself a lot of money when he enters free agency again. He is just showing such incredible dynamism. And if he's able to lock down Josh Allen, make sure he doesn't escape the pocket, maybe make another couple of those game-breaking plays that he's done. He has a couple interceptions on the season. Uh, If he can get a sack or two, that would just be a vintage Jamie Collins performance. And if any time that he's able to get to Josh Allen is going to be a major win for the defense. Can I uh, can I zig a little bit with my defensive X factor and go to special teams? Oh yeah, and pick and pick Ryan. Oh, not Ryan Allen. Jake Bailey as my X factor. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think that the puff the points are going to be a little more as a premium than they have been in the past. I don't think 30 points is feasible for the Patriots in Buffalo uh, with this defense. I think the field position game is going to be a big one. Uh, Josh Allen's still a young enough quarterback where if he's pinned deep consistently he's going to have to make a lot of throws and eventually make a mistake. I think it's going to be a very big field position game. I think that the team of Jake Bailey and Matthew Slater uh, is quickly shaping up to me one of the, the, the best tag teams since the WWF Rockers of Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty in the late <laughs> 80s. And I'm really enjoying watching them go together. So I think a, a big day from Jake Bailey to win the field position game will go a long way towards helping this defense get the job done. Oh, absolutely. That's great. I like that. And, uh, one thing that helps that is that the Bills' current starting field position ranks 22nd in the league, so they are typically used to being pinned. So we shall see that. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this game. Winner takes the lead of the AFC East. If it's the Patriots, I would expect everyone to start folding. Uh, New England has a pretty easy schedule for the next three games afterwards. So this is the big challenge for the Patriots. Alec, I think it's time to do game time predictions. I think it is too. So last week you had the Patriots winning 34 to 6, which you totally had in the bag until a special teams muff and a pick six screwed you over because I had a 27 to 10. So I'm a little closer in Ugh. my prediction. So I take the week courtesy of Gunnar Oshevsky. I'm sorry, buddy. That means I am up. Uh, look, we've been doing this now for four weeks. This is the fourth week doing this. The Patriots always seem to lose a game in September. I don't think they're going to lose, but just to be fun and a contrarian, I'm going to pick against them. Tom Brady's what, 27 and three against the Bills? Like they're going to beat him eventually. You can't just keep, you can't have so many wins against one team without like losing once in a while. They lost to the Steelers last year. The Steelers were due. Maybe the Bills are due this week. The Patriots had their traditional. We just stunk today in September. Just nobody showed up. Forgot how to play. Ghost shanking kicks left and right. Guys dropping the ball. A couple of stupid turnovers. Bills capitalized. Bills mafia going through tables. Things on fire. Cats and dogs living together. Total chaos. I'll say Buffalo wins this one. What the hell? 17-14. That is a low-scoring game. Um, that is right? interesting. If the Bills are going to win, it's going to be a low-scoring affair. That's fair. That's fair. That That is a good point. Uh, I'm not going to go against the Patriots here, and I will blame you entirely if New England loses. Uh, okay. I, I think that the Patriots are going to win this one. They will be comfortable in this as well. They might not score those you know, 43 points they put up against the Dolphins, but... This is a solid Bills defense. I'm going to go Patriots winning 
27 to nine. They don't allow a touchdown, but they do allow three field goals. I would love to see that. I'm just, it's almost like, you know, you want to see how long this streak can go. They're eventually going to surrender a defensive touchdown, but if they can go the entire month of September without doing it, that'll be something really remarkable. And I, I would love to sit here and eat crow come, uh, come Tuesday morning, man. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have more on patspulpit.com, breaking down, previewing and analyzing this game. Alec, do you have any final thoughts on week four of the NFL season, a quarter of the way? Yeah. Where did the time go, my friend? Oh, it's unbelievable. Until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, buddy. Later, man.